This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool things going on at Peter White Public Library and the Library Universe Beyond, straight from the people who know it best, Library Nerds. My name is Marty Ackett, and I'm the Adult Programming Coordinator for Peter White Public Library. Sitting in the Fortress of Nerddom again today is one of everyone's favorite library nerds, Lynette Suko, the Assistant Head of Adult Services. Welcome back to the podcast, Lynette. Thank you. Always good to be here. You know, I'm always happy to be able to sit down and chat with you, Lynette. So it's been about three months since your last visit, and we are well into autumn programming and services here at PWPL. So much is going on with Band Books Week and the Alex Gino reading and the recent Friends of the Library used book sale. In fact, you might say it's a crime how fast the months are going by. Yes, that is a hint as to what Lynette will be talking about in a little a little while later in the podcast. But before we break any podcast laws, another clue, we have to play another game of Word on the Nerd, Lynette. You know how this works. I'm going to ask you three library nerd questions and you have to answer them for listeners. So Lynette, are you ready to play? Word on the Nerd. Lynette, this is going to be another game of Would You Rather. I'm going to ask you three Would You Rather questions, and you have to truthfully answer them for the listeners. And all of the questions today have something to do with crime and punishment, not the novel. Okay, so let's get started. Here's your first question. Would you rather commit a crime and nobody knows about it, or not commit a crime, but everyone thinks that you did? I would rather not commit a crime. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all right. But if everyone thinks I did, um, you know, they're going to find out sooner or later. Yeah. I didn't. But even if they didn't find out, if I went to the grave with this notor- notoriety, yeah. you know, that I committed mm-hmm. this crime, uh, well, okay, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh, I know. I that you that you didn't do it. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like, do you live your life like Lizzie Borden was like was acquitted of of murdering her parents, but her whole life, that's what she was plagued by. Her the first whole life. thing you think about when you think of Lizzie Borden. Yep, exactly. And I mean, who knows if she actually did it or not, but that's that was what she was known for. I would agree with you. I would probably I don't think I could live with myself if I committed a crime. And got away with it. I, I just, I, so I would go with, I'm innocent, but everybody thinks I'm guilty. So um, I'm not going to go to jail for that. People are just not going to invite me to dinner parties, I guess. I don't know. No, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. I have more time to read them. So, okay. As you know, the questions may get a little bit more difficult from here on out. So here's your second question. Would you rather have to shoplift from a local food pantry or steal money from the poor box at church? Oh, that is 
such a conundrum. <laughs> I these questions are a little bit difficult this time. I I don't think I'd want to steal money from the poor box because that would be I don't know for some reason that seems worse mm -hmm. than taking food from a local pantry because if I'm actually going to use the food, right. then I feel like well I I probably you know, wasn't entitled to it, right. but maybe I could save it for a rainy day. There you go. There you go. Side. I guess you can't save it forever. No. Um, that, that one is a real, <laughs> but I know I would, I would use the food if I were to. Right. To from so yeah, I would go with the food pantry too. I would feel less guilty yeah. than <laughs> going into a church and breaking open the poor box and taking money out of it. That would not, I don't even know if they have four boxes at church anymore, but. So I think you have to go through the little yeah, secretary and, and everything like that. Yeah. But, you know, let's just pretend. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I would see, I would shoplift from the food pantry as well. Okay. So here's your last question, Lynette. Maybe this is going to be easy for you. Would you rather commit the perfect murder or commit the perfect bank robbery? I would probably commit the perfect bank robbery okay. because I don't want to actually murder anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a, what if the perfect bank robbery in, includes killing somebody in order to do it? It doesn't say that. So, yes. Okay, so there's no murder involved in the robbery. Okay. Some clever accounting or um, like, you know, the Mission Impossible things where you do somersaults through the laser. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure I could do that. You could do that. You, I could see you doing that. I could absolutely see you doing that. Yeah, um, there's a thing. I I mean, you know, we all joke like, oh, I'm going to kill that person. But we, when it comes right down to it, nobody really wants to kill it. No, we so. don't want to erase them from our <laughs> Exactly. Don't bother me. So, you know, you can exclude people from your life without actually having to go through the the trouble of killing them so yes thank goodness <laughs> by the way I'm, okay i'm going to ask you a question i'm going to go off script a little bit what is the perfect murder weapon do you think okay my husband and i <laughs> have you talked about this okay so this has been you know it's not a new thing anymore but the first time we saw a murder mystery that used a piece of Ice as the sharp mm -hmm. as the murder weapon, and then it melted away, and it, and there was no murder weapon yep. to be found. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a pretty good one. That oh. that is a really really good one. Um, I I would go with either like a sharp piece of ice and an icicle, or I saw this on an episode of Alfred Hitchcock once when I was a kid, where the wife killed her husband with some kind of like turkey leg or something, like bludgeoned him to death then cooked up the turkey leg and served it to the police who were interview interviewing her about what happened. <laughs> so I, would, I bet you could have a frozen turkey that's leg. That's right. She did it with a frozen turkey leg. Really yeah, she bludgeoned him with and killed him with a oh, frozen yeah. turkey leg and then cooked it up and gave it to the police. Plot. Oh yeah, and I think you know somebody modern should be adopting yeah. that plot because that deserves a revival. Isn't that, that so good? Life. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I I do too. I I love that. I love that stuff. Okay. Well, there you have it. We have come to the end of this criminal edition of Word on the Nerd with Assistant Head of Adult Services Lynette Suko. And yes, all of those questions have something to do with what Lynette will be talking about today. 
So, Lynette, why don't you share with us the word? So, Lynette, what topic is arresting you today? Well, I hope I don't get arrested. True crime. True crime. And so, you know, we we have entry displays mm -hmm. um, at the front door, and we do them. And I picked this one a long time ago. I went, okay. oh, it's time for some true, true crime. crime. Mm -hmm. um, and so I I started gathering books, and then we wrote a newspaper article, which probably won't come out until November. I still have time for one more true crime on okay. the written stuff. All right, and. Um, then uh, I thought, well, this would be fun for a podcast too. Yes. I do love these books. Mm -hmm. They're, yep. you know, shocking, interesting, and I because it's so far removed from me. I'm kind of a gentle person, mm -hmm. at least you know I think I am. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But it's way removed from anything I would probably do, and that's what makes it so fascinating. It is so, like, yeah. You know, I don't have any violent tendencies because they're taken care of through these books. And when I when I read one of those books and I come to what some people do in them, I'm like, what are you kidding me? I just you just can't really wrap your mind around it. Cannot be late at Okay, what do you got? Lots of different categories for you. Okay. Um the first category is so of course you know I love the um the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. Yep. And I don't love the Library of Congress system, but that's oh. just because I don't know it. Okay. You know, All I right. used it more, I would love it. So the first one is um, fighting crime is in 363. So you're going to go 363, 364, 365. You're going to find all the books on crime, okay. which is super. And so for 363, it's more like crime fighting. All right. So the first book that I pulled off the shelf is called Mind Hunter. Mm. Inside the FBI's elite serial crime unit. And there is mm. a TV show on this, like at, on Netflix. It's a series called Mind Hunter. Mm. And it's about the first crime unit that was developed wow. by through the FBI. And it's a really big characters in that mm -hmm. series. So I think it only went two seasons, and I haven't seen a third, but who knows? There could be a There third. could be something coming so, up. Anyway. Once so, they settle the writer's strike. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is fascinating. Um, that was a good series, and it's a good book about mm -hmm. how they formed that. And it's all mm -hmm. about psychology of the killer. Okay. So it is really. That would be really fascinating, yeah. yeah. And then there's... Um, Next, I found this book by John Billman, The oh, Cold Valley. I love that book. Yep. Seeking the Missing in America's Northlands. Because mm -hmm. up here, you know that people disappear mm -hmm. and they don't find them. Yep. Sometimes for years, they find some bones. You mm -hmm. know, like, it depends on the climate and it depends on the wilderness of the area. But this one is a little bone chilling because we can really. Yeah. And, and John was... Uh did a reading for us like uh, last year sometime and um, I talked to him about that and all the people that he interviewed and um, he talked to me about the fact that some of the people that were doing the investigating everything were like people who believed that these people were disappearing in the in the Pacific Northwest because of Bigfoot and I'm like well, <laughs> stop that right there that's a whole nother podcast episode but 
invited him to do a video. I know. I, I'm sort of fascinated. I'm trying to convince him to write a book about Bigfoot. There you go. But I don't know if I'm going to sell him on it. But anyway, I just that that's another digression. So, um, so then there's uh, this is one about another one about missing persons mm -hmm. and the people who search for them. But I think this is so funny. It's called The Last Place You'd Look. Mm. And that's what everyone always, I went, oh, I looked here and I looked there. And, and then, you know, well, where did you find it? In the last place you, you looked. Yep. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it is a search often, mm -hmm. you know, just keep looking and looking until yeah. you find it. Yep. And then this one is also, I read this a long time ago, 18 Tiny Deaths. Mm. The Untold Story of Frances Glessner Lee and the invention of modern forensics. She was a scientist and mm -hmm. she um, did like replicate the crime scene and, um, you know, kind of go through the steps of the modern forensic process. And she would look at the bodies also to mm. see how they died. So that was pretty interesting. This really old looking grandma lady on here. From and, she was a, and she was a woman doing it too, yeah. which has to be pretty groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. So that was a really interesting mm -hmm. book. And because it says tiny death, because she would make a miniature, a miniature replication. I'm seeing. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a little dollhouse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, this another uh, groundbreaker, mm -hmm. the American Sherlock. It says uh, murder forensics and the birth of American CSI. Mm -hmm. And so, oh my gosh, can I remember the name of the guy? Um, Edward Oscar Heinrich. I've mm. never heard that name. Called the American Sherlock Holmes because he was one of the first forensic scientists that um, found clues and established evidence to piece back, wow. put a crime back together, so you can imagine okay. what happened. So mm -hmm. that that's a good one too. And then, um, and then another crime mm. fighting. They, there's some stuff about like mobs and gangs, yeah. and so the mafia. This is called the Gotti Wars, Gotti, yeah. after John Gotti, and um, taking down America's most notorious mobster. Mm. And in that same section, there are things on Jim Dillinger. Um, oh, now of course the other mobster from Chicago is Al Capone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so you'll find a whole bunch of those. This is the beginning of 364. Okay. So then I had um, a Michigan one thrown in here. Hmm. And we talked to them about putting it. It's not just Michigan, though. It's Outlaws of the Great Lakes. Hmm. Another organized crime was bootlegging. Oh, and yeah. so this tells about bootlegging on the Great Lakes. And there we do have some in the Michigan section, too, about Bootlegging. Bootlegging. Okay. Very interesting. Oh, here's another organized crime. I guess we're getting into organized crime because it's 364, but it's not quite to the murder section. This is about um, oh. this is Matthew Gavin Frank. Who, mm -hmm. I don't know if he's still a professor in Northern. Oh, Michigan. yes, he is. Yep. 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 And it's The Flight of the Diamond Smuggler A Tale of Pigeons, Obsession, and Greed Along Coastal South Africa. So That's he a good book. visited there. And interviewed people about the diamond trade, and I, I got the impression that not everyone wanted to talk with him. No, if you read that, basically <laughs> nobody wants to talk with him because if people talk to him, people end up nasty things happen to him. Exactly. <laughs> Families or something. Yeah. Anyway, this is 
was uh, this is very an expose. Yeah, and it's beautifully written. Well, you yeah. write really well. Yeah, of course, because he's a professor. Of yeah, history. there you go. <laughs> and then this one is a little bit not on organized crime, but just a mishmash of crime. Mm -hmm. Um, truth, unspeakable acts, mm. and so it is about crime, murder, deceit, and obsession. So this, you know, has a whole bunch of different things in it. They're shorter vignettes of the murders, not, you know, a whole book. Okay. One of them. All right. Now, more good. This one is about the murder. And so it's very, uh, so this one is 364.1523. Okay. So you just have to sing song that and get that in your head. 364.1523. I got it wrong. Oh my God. 1523. Okay. Anyway, these are murders. Okay. And so for the thrill of it, I may have talked about this before, but this is the book Golden 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 yeah. and the Murder That Chucked. Chicago. I know. I talked about the teen version of mm -hmm. this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one is by Simon Bat, and so it has photos and of of the killers in court. You know, mm -hmm. it's just photos of the, the crime scene or anything. Yeah. They got away with the perfect crime they thought, but there was a pair of um, eyeglasses left at the scene of the crime, and that's what um, got that's them caught. Right, yeah. And so they killed the young cousin of one of the two of them. I think. Leeds um, cousin, mm -hmm. which was like just twisted. Oh yeah, and and they didn't do it. All they did it. The only reason they did it was because they wanted to see if they could get away with it. Yeah, so that's why it's called for the thrill of it. Mm -hmm. Happily named. Yeah. So that's a pretty famous crime. I've got mostly famous crimes. Yeah. Truman Capote in oh, Cold Blood yeah. from the sixties, and um. About his interviews with um, a Midwest, it was a Midwest crime. A farm family was killed and butchered, mm -hmm. and uh, he wanted to investigate this crime, and he wrote about it. And it's yeah. been a famous book forever. Yeah. There's another famous one, Helter Skelter. Yeah. And the true story of the Manson murder murders by Vincent Leosi yeah. and um. This is a new copy because ours was paperback and oh. really in shreds. Mm -hmm. So I asked Amy, could you please, you know, order a new one? Yeah. yeah. This, mm -hmm. this we'll need to keep forever, probably. Yeah. This is the 25th anniversary edition of it. I mean, this book, this story has been around a long time. Oh my gosh. And now it's Jane Mansfield, right? Is that the person? No. no. Um, not Jane Mansfield. It was, oh gosh. Because no, uh, It was Roman Polanski's wife, uh, Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. That was at the yeah. Sharon Tate murder. Mm -hmm. So they killed Sharon Tate in Hollywood. And this is the about the cult, the mm -hmm. Manson cult, and how they killed wantonly mm -hmm. uh, the person that was not even involved. Yeah. So that was pretty. <laughs> is um not famous but it's becoming more famous now this is called covered with night it's by nicole eustace but it's a story of murder and indigenous justice in early america mm. and so this is about colonial times and how the indians of the time and the colonists 
sometimes, you know, raided each other and mm-hmm. killed each other. And then one incident led to another mm-hmm. and another. And mm-hmm. so that happened, you know, in yeah. probably the 16 and 1700s, I would say more than anything. Mm-hmm. And this is called the colony. Uh, this is more of a modern um, murders that happen in the polygamous colonies out west. Okay. Yeah. All right. Faith and Blood in a Promised Land by Sally Denton. Mm. So this one is also, it's, you know, about famous modern topics, but mm-hmm. I don't, don't really know that anyone's that famous because of that, but it's, I've recognized it's her such name. such an interesting story. Interesting story. This one is kind of a, a favorite of mine. It's called The Angel Makers. Okay. And when I saw it, I went, oh, I have to read that. So I did read it. And it's um, the subtitle is Arsenic, A Midwife, and Modern History's Most Astonishing Murder Ring. Like, what? By Patty McCracken. Mm. And so it's about um, Romania. And in the early, like, 1960, it, ends, it starts in 1916 is where the story picks up. And it ends in 1930. Mm. It's about a midwife who pretty much has the village um, under her thumb. You know, she is used to controlling this or that. And she has this ends with everyone because she's the midwife. So she goes to their homes. They pay her a little extra on the side, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, the doctor in the village never thinks anything of it. But a new doctor comes to the village. and he is by the book Mm -hmm. and so he's very suspicious of her and starts to investigate her a little bit and notice the pattern of people that just up and die and then if you tested i mean they were in a rural place they never tested anything right but it was arsenic that was so she was using arsenic to kill people yeah and also she would give arsenic to other people like somebody who was being beaten up all the time by their husband and then that wife would kill their husband, you know. So wow. it was, they said it's a web of conspiracy, and it was. Mm-hmm. Because if you wanted to get rid of someone, then you would go to her, and she would help you out. Wow. <laughs> Almost like it's got this Robin Hood kind of feel to it, though. Because they were bad people. Right, right. But it's still it's still a murder ring. Right. But it's still murder. Yeah. So, Okay. <laughs> I put this one in my newspaper article. Okay. Yeah, that is so interesting. Yeah. It's not new anymore. It's in the regular adult nonfiction mm-hmm. book. It's just so good. <laughs> and then there's this is just called Every Breath You Take. Okay. Anne Rule. Oh yeah. But Anne Rule has written I don't know how many books on crime. Yeah, and I thought, you know, you can't do a podcast on um, true without including and rule mm-hmm. she wrote a lot and mm-hmm. but these are each individual crimes that she wrote about okay she had right. a lot there and then this is really cool you wouldn't think this little tiny unassuming paperback Ooh, wow <laughs> it's about the btk murder mm-hmm. bind torture kill mm-hmm. and so this guy was apprehended like in 2000 2006 or something yeah. and his daughter she, I just saw in the New York Times that there was an interview with his daughter the daughter of the BTK killer mm-hmm. and she helped the police
police out by kind of getting their timelines together when they have unidentified, you know, they have a body and they're going, well, I wonder if this could be this you person. Know. Yeah. Then so she works out the timelines with them based on her memories of her childhood. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she can pinpoint where they were. Like there was a time when they were fishing at this certain lake and she knows like the year of it. Well, they find the a body. And okay. so then they kind of go, hmm, I wonder, this mm. probably is one of his killings. Mm -hmm. and so an upstanding member of the community and all that. And he was, he killed for 30 years. Wow. So it is, this, this, he's a fascinating case. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know about you. I, I would think after reading a few of these, you'd have to do a palate reading cleanse or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> just too much depression, you know, mm -hmm. too much of, yep. of a bad thing, of, the, of cloud. What would you call it? You know, it's just, just kind of hang over you. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating, but at the same time, you know, if you're living with Charles Manson and uh, and uh, all those other ones, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's too much. <laughs> and so um, this is the complete history of Jack the Ripper. Mm -hmm. um, this is by Philip Sugden, but of course many people have written about Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, that happened so long ago. There's, of course, they never found him. They have suspicions. Yeah. But the more modern things that are coming out really can kind of tie down who they think might have been was the killer. Yeah. So, and those crimes are just, ooh, what was that other word here? Unspeakable. Unspeakable, yeah. They're so grisly. Grisly. Yeah, yeah. And so he, that is still a fascinating topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he completes our our awful section of murder. <laughs> and we have... um. This, these are crimes other than murder. Okay. So this is um, robbery. Okay. So when you get into 364.155, not 1523, then you're into some robberies. And this is the famous Santa Claus murder um, from 1927. 1927, the Santa Claus bank robbery. A bank oh robbery. Sorry, I said murder. It's a bank <laughs> robbery. And so it's pretty interesting. It's pretty mild compared mm -hmm. to today's shocking things that people do mm -hmm. but um it was quite quite the deal then mm. and um we, this is another topic that's coming up a lot is the schools like we the indigenous schools and mm -hmm. looking for there are you know mass burials near indigenous schools in canada and the u.s but this is from the south and it's about a school for boys uh they were all black um, oh, school for boys. Yep. So this was during times of uh, uh, after slavery, mm -hmm. you know? and so it's we carried their bones, and Aaron Kimmerly, and then there's a foreword by uh, Colson Whitehead. Colson Whitehead, he because he wrote the book The Nickel Boys, which is sort of based on this school. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And so this was established in 1900. Mm. It's the school that he's writing, or she's writing about. Mm -hmm. So. Um, not not direct murder, but right. it kind of would go almost yeah. in the investigation. Right, right, right. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, the last thing that I wanted uh, our listeners to know yep. is that we have a Michigan crime section. Okay. So in just Michigan, 
Um, we have about famous Michigan murders. This mm -hmm. one is by Tom Carr, who writes a lot about Michigan yep. sex. And these are downstate, but there are also a lot in the UP. Mm -hmm. And then Great Lakes Crime by Fred Stonehouse yep. is it, it always, it's Great Lakes Crime. So it includes things around the Great Lakes, but it also includes things on the Great Lakes. Okay. So that's kind right. of fascinating. And then the sweater letter. Oh, I remember when that, that book was huge. That was huge. Yeah. I looked at the record of it, lost, assumed lost, missing, you know, like there's a huge line of books that have disappeared from the library. Mm -hmm. And so we just pulled one out of uh, the, and the one from Michigan section is gone. So we just pulled one out of storage because we need to have mm -hmm. another one in there. And then this one is in regular adult nonfiction. Right. So that one was about the shooting accident and quoting accident. Quote unquote accident. <laughs> that happened up around Antonago mm -hmm. um, during hunting season and um, it took a while for them to catch on. To figure it out, yeah. yeah. And, it, and I mean, lots of it is set in Marquette. I mean, there's, yeah, there's yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that is really interesting. And then my last one from here is um, Unmasked. This is a book from last year. Mm -hmm. It's called My Life, Solving America's Cold Cases by Paul Holes. And this just happens to be the book club selection for the um, nonfiction book club oh, selection cool. that Amy runs. All right. And our, the next, this will be talked about on October 18th at one o'clock in the conference room. And we All have, right. we have plenty of copies so that if you wanted to attend that book club, it would be, we have some, something. So you can pick it up and read it. Yep. And, and you know what? You don't even have to have finished the book in order to come to that. You could be halfway through it. You could be one page into it. You still could come for that. Oh, definitely. A book club to me is like socializing over books. Mm -hmm. But if you don't happen to read that particular one, think that's fine that's fine but show up and have fun and talk so wow yeah i i would definitely need after reading several of these books i would definitely need to do something like pick up a i don't know a, a, a calvin and Hobbes or something just to yeah. just to get the flush that out of your mind but such fascinating stories um yeah. so so okay well um there you go um, that is Assistant Head of Adult Services Lynette Suko's word for today on true crime. However, we can't leave, let you leave the nerd penitentiary just yet. Um, first, we have to get a book recommendation from you, Lynette. Something that you think listeners should immediately run to the library and pick up. Off the shelf. Lynette, what have you been reading that's good? Well. I love mysteries, as okay. you know. Yeah. And so I also like cowboy movies mm -hmm. and stuff. And so I uh, brought two of my favorite authors that are cowboys, modern cowboys, and mm -hmm. they solve mysteries. Oh, cool. Sheriffs. Or actually, um, Walt Longmire is a sheriff, and the other is a Joe Pickett novel, and he is a wildlife mm -hmm. uh, officer. So okay. they both run around the countryside and mm -hmm. investigate people. Mm -hmm. So Craig Johnson, I love, love, love his stories, the Longmire series. This is on television or, you know, on 
DVD, right. as well as being a, a series of great books. This, I think number 19 is the book. So he's written 19 novels wow. about Walt Longmire. And they're all good, and they kind of follow him through, and his family, the characters remain the same, but at the same time, they die, or a new person comes mm-hmm. in, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just listened to one in the car. I went somewhere for the weekend, so we didn't finish the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to either have to take the book home, or... Go on another trip. <laughs> so anyway... Um, the Longmire Defense is his latest book, and it is about a cold case that he's investigating, mm-hmm. and he discovers a rifle, and the rifle belongs to a member of the family. Oh. And so, you know, it's going to be tense, like, oh, am I going to be... Or maybe there was, maybe he wasn't involved, mm-hmm. but it's just that kind of a, there's always a, a twist, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other, the other series, um, CJ Box writes about Joe Pickett, mm-hmm. who is, oh, so Longmire is in Wyoming, and the other one I think is in Montana or North Dakota, they're kind of all in the mid-north. Uh, right. state. Mm-hmm. And so there's always winter involved and there's always survival involved mm-hmm. and they're in the mountains and uh, they both have uh, city connections at the same time and they're they're just both really good, different enough so that you don't think you're in the other novel. Right, know? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Stormwatch is the latest by C.J. C.J. We have three copies of it downstairs in the new mystery. Okay. So it's not being read this week. So you, you can go and get it. There you go. Right. Well, there you go, everybody. That uh, those are those are Lynette's recommendations of books that you should pick up off the shelf. And we have come to the end of this law-abiding episode of Library Nerds with Words. I want to thank guest nerd super sleuth Lynette Suko, assistant head of adult services here at Peter White Public Library for stopping by. Come back next week when I will be welcoming to the podcast YA author Nashina Johnson, author of the just published A Golden Journey. Until that time, everyone, stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast, giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, pick up a good book, listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.